When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Support for the Star Wars Stuff Podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Yeah, that rhymes. All right. Manscaped recently launched the Ultimate Men's Hygiene Bundle, the performance package. Join over 5 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with its exclusive offer for you. 20% off and free worldwide shipping with the code stuffpod at manscaped.com. All right, guys. Sometimes you got to do some maintenance. You got to do some trimming and either you hurt yourself or you don't do a good job and it's not a good feeling. All right. But Manscaped is here to help you. Okay. The performance package 4.0 by Manscaped has arrived and oh man, is it a game changer. Inside this package, you'll find the lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, crop preserver, ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. And the travel bag is in there. I almost threw mine away. <laughs> I picked up the box and I was like, it's a little bit heavier with nothing in there. And I looked and there's a really, really great bag in there to hold all your stuff. Okay. First off, the lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball trimmer ever. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and just say that. I'm blown away by the performance and the craftsmanship of this trimmer. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. That is very important. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 4000K LED spotlight you need for more precise shave. All right, because this trimmer is waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. Big plus. All right, the the Performance Package 4.0 also includes the Weed Whacker Nose and Ear Hair Trimmer. That is kind of weird to say, but yes, it does include that, and that is really what I use it for because I do have a lot of hair, so trimming my nose hairs and my ear is something I have to do every day, and I'm using this every day for that, and it's awesome. The Weed Whacker is also waterproof and provides proprietary skin-safe technology, which helps reduce nicks, snags, tugs, and those delicate nose holes. So yeah, like I said, I use it every day, and I'm not even worried about that it's going to hurt me or anything. The Crop Preserver Below the Waist Deodorant and Crop Reviver Below the Waist Toner will change the way you approach your daily hygiene routine. Manscaped even threw in two free gifts to the Performance Package 4.0, like I said, the Manscaped Boxers and the Shed Travel Bag. Bring your comfort and boxers to another level. It's time to take care of yourself, to, so go to manscaped.com and get 20% off and free shipping with the code STUFFPOD. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code STUFFPOD at manscaped.com. All right, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code STUFFPOD. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. All right, back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. My name is Ray Park. You may know me as playing Darth on the Phantom Menace, Bone Wars, and also Solo and Star Wars Story. You're listening to Star Wars Stuff Podcast, the force is strong with you all. And remember... Hey, this is Dominic Pace, who plays Gecko the Bounty Hunter from The Mandalorian, letting you all know you are listening to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast. Wishing everybody all the best, and may the Force be with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Star Wars Stuff Podcast, where we talk all things Star Wars. My name is Colin. I'm Christian. I'm Brooke. I'm Ray. 
All right, we did that in one take. Great job, guys. Uh, all right, so there is a lot to talk about. Uh, not just because of of uh, of all of the Disney stuff that happened this weekend. Um, there's all the Marvel stuff to talk about, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much. It. I'm just kidding. There actually was a lot of Star Wars stuff that w- the that that dropped this weekend uh, from. From the final release date, hopefully it doesn't move up, for the Bad Batch, um, uh, all the way to Tales of the Jedi release date, including all the episodes are dropping at once, which is super cool, um, to Indiana Jones, to Willow, uh, to the Skeleton Crew, uh, Ahsoka, Mandalorian Season 3. We finally have an official trailer for the public, which is really cool, which we'll talk about. There, there, there was a lot of Star Wars news, uh, including um, which actually happened outside of D23, which was the actual uh, um, casting of, of, of Ezra Bridger. Um, he has been officially cast. So without further ado, let's let's jump into it. Uh, first things first, kind of kind of like alphabetical order and or uh, <laughs> it's dropping next week. Um, well, Okay, Ray actually just corrected me. It's dropping in like in a week and a half. And this is going to be really good. We are getting uh, a other breakthrough in live action, which is live action clones. Um, and the, and it's not, some of them are probably animated, but a lot of them are actually like armored, um, like with like real clothing and stuff and like an, an actual armor that people built, which is awesome, especially to the people in the 501st uh it's it, it's a dream come true and in the new trailer that just dropped it actually does show uh a couple of new shots of clones and i think that um that with the clones that show up i think that will be a near the end of the clone wars or it might be near the end of the clone wars because i think we will have a flashback of uh of cassian as a child and and seeing the trauma and everything from the Clone Wars. Um, how much Clone Wars do you think that we will see in Andor? I would guess we're going to see very tail end of Clone Wars, very start of the Empire. That makes sense. And then we're going to real quick phase out of Clone Troopers and back into Stormtroopers. Okay. I, I don't think we would see them for more than, outside of maybe a flashback, outside of more than an episode. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it will weigh too heavy on the story outside of, like, what we would need to know for context for the current characters. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Because I feel like it's going to be mostly based on, like, what's happening in, like, quote-unquote current events for him versus, like, flashback stuff. Yeah, I think we'll get set up in flashback, but that's it. Yeah. Like, oh, why is he in this fight since he was six years old? But that's it. Right. Yeah. Uh so I'm I'm very excited. The uh the first three episodes are dropping on September uh on September twenty first. Yes, they uh, are. Yep. And it's crazy because all of us were at celebration. We were also just talking about this a couple of months back and and we saw the footage and everything for the first time there, and now we are getting closer to actually seeing it and then D23 just happened and there was a lot of news that that 
just dropped not just for Star Wars, but for Disney, Marvel, and it was very, very cool to see. Uh, something that uh, a bunch of us are excited about is we finally got a date on the Bad Batch Season 2. Unfortunately, it is not this year. Um, it got pushed back. Almost. It's like so close. Yes. <laughs> New so Year's Bad Batch. <laughs> right. right. Uh, which means there will be a lot of Star Wars happening uh, next year because there is the Bad Batch, there is Jedi Survivor, there is Skeleton Crew, Ahsoka, and Mandalorian Season 3. Uh, and then we're also getting Indiana Jones as well. Uh, all, all, all in that, all in that year. So that's very, very exciting stuff. Um, but for the, uh, f- for the bad batch, I think it got pushed back. Maybe the, like, I was hoping they would talk about it, but they really didn't. The reason why it got pushed back in my opinion is because of Andor got pushed back because mm-hmm. the rings of power, and the House of the Dragon were happening all on the same weekend, and yeah. then Endor was supposed to as well, and they didn't want to compete with it. I don't know if they were those are not hard scared to compete with, right? Yeah. So yeah, and I think that's why they pushed it back. Um, but I, yeah, I, I would hazard entirely why it got pushed back because Ring, Rings of Power right now is the most expensive TV show in history. Andor is the second most expensive TV show in history. Mm-hmm. So it's already got a really high bar to live up to because it's a popular character from one of the most popular Star Wars movies. And they're kind of like, oh, we, we can't. Huh. That's not going to work. We need to push it back. Push everything back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think it was entirely a, uh, oh, we don't want to compete. Not that it's not ready. All right. I was also hoping for, for a new trailer or something, but they they like briefly talked about it. They were just like, and finally, and finally we have a release date. It's going to be happening on January 4th. Here you go. And then that was it. That's how they talked about it. I was like, wow. Okay. And, um, uh, and something that I'm excited for about that, uh, is that show. The first season was so great and it built up the characters, but what's going to be great about the second season is that, these characters are established and now we can actually um, move forward in the plot. And it's a very dark timeline um, as, as Andor is. And there's going to be a lot of things that will be connected to the original trilogy in that show. As you know, like it kind of ties in order 66 more. And we also see um, Sheev Palpatine himself uh, pop up mm-hmm. in the trailer as well. So there's going to be a lot that will be happening um, in that show. And I'm glad that we won't have to, you know, constantly focus on the story of, uh, of Omega kind of building up a story. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to focus on the other characters um, because I feel like at this point in the timeline, I think Omega's growth um, has been established a lot. And I think more growth will happen in the show, but, that that was like the main. Le- I, okay, so Christian, actually, you know what? Here's a question I never asked you. Uh, for season one, mm-hmm. w- w- what do you think the main theme was? Um, the uh, the like main like lesson uh, of season one of Bad. Batch. I think the, the main lesson of season one for Bad Batch is that as many victories as our heroes get, because of where this falls timeline wise, the Empire always wins at the end. 
they can go through, they can, you know, blow up bases, they can go steal information, they can go rescue people, they can go save people who are like dissidents. They can go interfere, uh, you know, with Chams and Dula and the family. But regardless of what they do to step in, eventually the Empire is still going to come out on top. Because we know the Empire is going to be on top for 10 to 15 years story-wise. It's not until yep. we start getting in towards the Kenobi period that things start teetering. And we start to get a little more, oh, the Empire is not unstoppable in terms of like during the timeline. Especially because during the you know, end of Start of Bad Batch is right at the end of Clone Wars. Everybody looks at the clone troopers as being like, oh, these are the people that brought stability to the galaxy. And then you start to see that transition into the Imperial dogmatic stormtrooper, where it's that we don't care that you've you know been on our side the entire time. Show us your identification or are going to be gunned down. Yeah. So season one is very much, it's going to be dark. It ends with the destruction of Kamino. It's going to be rough for our heroes. And season two has, it looks like a bit of a time jump based on the trailer. So we're going to yeah. hopefully see more of a, them having established a separate identity from being just troopers or being just the Bad Batch. They'll taken on a more smuggler, scoundrel style, like team basis. Yeah, I, I, and and for some reason, I, I don't know why, but I suspect that their ship might blow up at some point, and they might end up getting a new ship because it's ju- it's just bound to happen. Because I, I like I, I remember building the Razor Crest, and and I just got done building, it and I was like, oh, this is wonderful, this is great, and then as soon as that episode um came out of in Mandalorian season two, it just blew up, and I was like. Wow, just another ship that I have to go and buy and wait for because at the time we didn't know of what his new ship looked like, but of course we went and got it. But yeah, so uh, I am very excited. I'm very excited to explore um, more of that timeline because it's so critical and there's so much to talk about and so much to explore during it. So I'm hoping that we will uh, see more of that. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not hoping only, that now that what? we have the characters a little more fleshed out, we can explore more of like that transition mm-hmm. from like Republic to Empire because that's what I really wanted to see in season one. And I feel like it just kind of got like pushed under the rug with like Omega and like them basically being the Mandalorian and adopting a child. No, I'm uh, no, seriously. Star Wars is just I, found family with cool helmets. That's, that's what it is. Very true. Go. Very <laughs> true. So I'm hoping we maybe get a little more into those things in season two. That's that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, I'd like that. But I also really want to know, like, why why they made Omega so different. Yeah. Also, I have a hard time with her being a... um exact clone or a perfect replica or however they worded it when she is female yeah and blonde so the d the dna <laughs> I, has been altered so it's not a yeah. perfect right because she's she's not a perfect clone so that's that's what i'm having a hard time wrapping I, my head around because i don't get that i interpreted it as a not as like it she's unaltered in the sense that boba was unaltered in the like age aging process she is oh, okay. a perfect clone with like a natural mutation that happened during the phasing like thing. It might be that her and Boba are actually like they have to grow two at a time. 
So it might just be a case of, oh, that became the boy, that became the girl for somehow. But she's like she's the only female that's ever yeah. well, I guess that we that we know of. I guess I don't know if there were ever in the book Brotherhood, there's a reference to a female clone commander. Okay. And there is sister. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So is sister the female clone commander? I believe or is that so, different? yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I, mean, I we have more than I one. About her I'm guessing it's just an She's... uncommon thing. Was she trans though? Yes. Yes. Okay. I think. So yeah. So I mean that could also be the case with Omega, but Yeah. Or it should just be the Kaminoans don't look at gender as being a thing. Maybe. Because you look at how Kaminoan physiology looks, and it's kind of like, are they just cloning each other with minor mutations constantly <laughs> to like reproduce? Maybe. Oh, oh is this your kid? Yeah, this is me, 53.0. <laughs> <laughs> and then also, she's blonde. Yeah. Yeah. But we see Cody. And, I feel like and Rex is blonde. She, well, they're old enough to dye their hair or bleach their hair. Was Cody blonde? Cody, I, I missed Cody that. Cody had like a blonde buzz in uh, yeah. Re- Revenge of the Sith. He, that man had light he died hair. Died Because like some of the clones have different color hair, but I mean they're adults. Are they, so they right? Are they dyeing it? Oh, or, yeah. Whereas like there. Omega's pretty young, so they would have to be bleaching her hair from a young age, which wouldn't make sense. Yeah. So she was probably born blonde. I'm guessing it's likely. a. She's as close to a perfect copy DNA wise as they could maintain outside of Boba. Mm-hmm. That could be. So it might be a, if need be, she can be a backup template. Or... I still have questions. I need them to explain yeah, it. Answers, please. <laughs> I, need, I need an explanation. <laughs> well, I know when we first saw, when the first image of Omega was released, mm-hmm. a lot of people, like their first thought was Palpatine. Yeah, <laughs> because she had the same hair. Yeah. Well, so there's always a question of is she does she have some Palpatine DNA in her? Because Palpatine, oh. you know, messes with cloning and stuff. I don't know. That's just a wild shot in the dark. Well, then she's not a perfect clone of Boba. Or excuse yeah, Django. Well, so so she. As my understanding was, she had the same DNA, like of like the fresh DNA from Django Fett. Mm-hmm. So, be because of Boba's technically alpha, and then Omega's, you know, like Omega, Omega, right? So, boom, like those were like the two um, direct links and like actual like clones that had specific DNA because. I don't think Omega will have that um will have the same aging of like the other clones no. do. No. I think she will be very she similar have that to hyper aging. Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. She'll be 30 when she's 30, not 60 when she's 30. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh and then Besides the Bad Batch, we have the Tales of the Jedi. And 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 they also dropped a trailer online that had uh, a bunch of new shots that we've never seen before. I know our friend Hunter uh, was freaking out uh, about how they made the clones look more like they alone. do in the movies, like just more kind of screen accurate and live action. 
Um, it's it's a big difference. It's a big departure from their previous animation. Yeah, it is huge. Uh, and I definitely saw Anakin and Obi Wan had different haircuts. They mm-hmm. looked a lot different. Anakin uh, just basically has shorter hair. Obi Wan uh, got long yeah. hair. Dare you? But yeah, no. Uh, they gave Obi Wan no, the the Jedi mullet. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we we love to see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Master in the front, party in the back. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. No, that's just Jesus. Space Jesus. <laughs> Space exactly. Jesus. Uh, and we also saw... Um, so as much as I am excited about of the Ahsoka stories, I'm very excited about all the stuff that they're doing with Count Dooku and Qui-Gon mm-hmm. Jinn because that's something we've never really seen um, before on screen. We've seen a lot of Ahsoka's journey. There are a lot of elements in the show that we haven't seen from Ahsoka, but there's going to be a lot um, that we've never seen with Count Dooku, including young Qui-Gon Jinn, young Mace Windu, Yaddle uh, in the Yaddle. trailer. Yeah. No, no, like seriously. No, I know, I saw her in the trailer and I just stopped and I was like, what? Because <laughs> of, uh, right, because uh, Count Dooku and Yaddle end up fighting and I'm thinking maybe near the uh like in the last episode i'm i'm just gonna um take a swing of this and guess but i'm thinking at the end will end up being count dooku like kind of dropping his lightsaber or like yeah actually you know what no he would keep it he would keep his lightsaber because he would turn his crystal red but i think he will end up making a dramatic exit and being like i'm done with the with the jedi order you like guys are corrupted to exit in a Star Wars show, I I don't know. I mean, you're not wrong. There, the, 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 there was Ahsoka that that had her whole number as she was leaving the temple. Yeah. So, yeah. I, with including Yaddle, my question is: is will we finally learn the name of their species? Probably not. I I, I, I highly doubt it. I want to know. <laughs> it, well, see. That's the beautiful mystery, though. Um, uh, and uh, and and George Lucas, he he was very specific about not letting um, the actual planet, like origin of Yoda and Yaddle, like come out at all. Uh, because Do you think he'll keep that though forever. I mean, kind of. Well, if you I'm, back in the day when Star Wars wasn't as big as it was, I feel like that's kind of like a fun little thing. But now that it's so big and yeah. there's so much stuff, do you think that he's going to really keep that? In well, the dark not the deathbed confession. Well, <laughs> <laughs> here is here's the way I I see it is like there are certain characters that I love a lot of um, that have a lot of mystery. Cause if you go back and you watch um, the original trilogy, you have a bunch of those characters that have that mystery. Um, like for example, at the time there was Darth Vader. Uh, mm-hmm. No one really knew his, his backstory until we turned the Jedi and was like, oh, okay. You know, he, 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 he was the Jedi and Skywalker, blah, blah, blah. And then we got his story and the prequels. And I think that was told well, but now you go and get the story of Boba Fett. You then have the book of Boba Fett and you answer that mystery of him surviving the Sarlacc pit. That's great. But then he's, he's changed. He's not the same character that we love and know. 
and that took the mystery away. For example, I bring this up a lot because I'm I will always be shocked by this, but him and Black Chrysanthemum fighting, he like gets his like butt handed to him. Uh, he gets knocked out. They have a fight downstairs, and the fight ends. And then Boba Fett walks down in a bathrobe. Well, he kind of caught him off guard. I don't care. It's, that, it's to, a man versus a uh, Wookiee. I just that's and not he was gonna, in a like, back to tank. <laughs> I just exactly. don't. Boba has like, made up for the fact that Chrysanthemum's not wearing pants. I just so put on a robe. I mean, what do you expect the man to do? Get out of a fight with a Wookiee and just walk out? No, in no, his, no, his no. Space underwear. I think that he would have grabbed his armor and put it on and walked downstairs and well, we would have continued. Yeah, there's, there's a there's a bit where he's being kitted up. And yeah. you can see it's not just a him throwing on himself. It's not a t-shirt. He needs, he needs uh, help. The, the handlers <laughs> to help him in. It's. It was just a bathrobe. <laughs> it, 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 it was just a bathrobe well, for would, me, man. I you think like, he's oh. going to take the time to throw his armor on when he's already been defeated? Like, just, I don't know. If Kylo um, Ren can wear joggers in The Rise of Skywalker, then Boba Fett can wear a bathrobe. But he <laughs> wasn't fighting comfy. anyone, though. Wait, when does he wear joggers? He's basically um, in joggers right at the very end. Ben um, looks like I he's running around in joggers jeans. Ben, ben joggers like and uh, the sweater. Yeah, when he does the show. It was a good, was oh, a good look. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it looks all like I he's kind of wearing right joggers home, so. in the um in the shirtless scene in the <laughs> Yeah. Uh probably oh, probably the same pair. Yeah. The Last Jedi. Pair with the high waisted yes. cummerbund. Yes. <laughs> uh so uh I am very excited about um uh, about the show uh because we are diving deeper more into that into that prequel era. Uh, and that's always a fun place to go because a bunch of us here are Clone Wars fans, and it's and that's to me just seeing more Ahsoka, seeing more Qui Gon, and the fact that Lee Meeson is coming back and and actually voicing him, including his son as well. It's it, so apparently yeah, it's going to be a mix of his voice and his son's voice because apparently his Qui-Gon. son was oh, also fun. a physical reference for what young Qui Gon should have looked like. Oh, that's yeah. nice. His, oh, cool. Liam Neeson's son is like a spitting image of Liam Neeson. It's like a young yeah. man, like spitting image. I would like to make the note that the voice of Count Dooku sounds exactly like Alan Rickman, and I'm not <laughs> mad about it. Snape, oh, I'm going to have to go back Snape, and listen now. Severus as, Snape. Dumbledore. As soon as, as soon as his voice came on in the trailer, I was like, is that it? Is that Alan Rickman? Um, <laughs> That's, impossible. <laughs> That's not possible. He is the same actor that voiced him in the Clone Wars and has yeah. pretty much voiced him throughout every Star Wars I game know. since like the early 2000s. Yeah. Uh, he, that but, man is Dooku. Yes. Yeah. Also, uh, um, I do want to say I'm a little sad uh, that the trailer, one of the opening shots is Padme's funeral. Yeah. Yeah. Also, when they're quick, when they're quick cutting a lot of different scenes, you see Ahsoka in the procession. Yes. So she was at Padme's funeral, oh. and that leads me. Well, first of all, the emotions from that alone. Second of all, Sabe was also <laughs> there. So give us animated handmaidens, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> 
Look, Dave, oh, Dave will give you animated handmaidens as soon as he can figure out a way to tie them into an Order 66 montage. Of yeah. course. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, right. And then on top of that, you just have to throw some, like, just in the background, some Max Rebo music and then boom, perfect. Yeah, you know, we if go. we get handmaidens, I will, I will allow all the Max Rebo in there. <laughs> oh, man. I will but, still not get over the fact that they had Max Rebo at um, at the Mandalorian experience because I, I I remember walking in and that was the first thing that I went to around that corner uh, and, and and it was on a live stream. Did uh, you get the chance to go, Christian? I never got a chance to make it. Oh, up. bro, oh, bummer! Yeah. You missed the glory, bro. I was trying, <laughs> man. I walked in. I, I I was so happy. I was like, this this is life. This is what it's about, bro. I'm just kidding. But, uh, uh, but yeah, so that will come out on October 26th. All six episodes are dropping. Uh, the actual length of the episodes haven't, um, um, uh, they have not been said exactly. Uh, but James was at the Tales of the Jedi panel, uh, in, in Anaheim at Celebration when it was happening, and he actually saw the first episode. And he said that it dived deep into the lore of Ahsoka and mm-hmm. and her um and her her kin and just the planet and everything. Found and, everything. and I think that's exciting, especially for all Ahsoka fans. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and and including my wife because she's obsessed with Ahsoka. Which, but yeah. yes, uh, I am. I am <laughs> going to take a the chance to plug uh ek johnson's ahsoka novel i have yet to read it myself but apparently uh there is a scene in the show from the book and i think i know which one it is because we as it was playing i literally saw it and i was like whoa whoa, whoa, back that up i was like back that up hang on yeah i I think i know what that is ek johnson posted a frame uh of it and with just a bunch of exclamation points. And my friends were like, yeah, that scene happens in the book. Oh, so it's so her excited. scene. So definitely need to read that before I watch the show. I read that book in one day. It's it's a very quick read. It's also a very good read. Yes. It was so good. Yeah. 10 out of 10. Do recommend. There you go. I, man. Yeah. No. There, there was a lot. Um and it kind of reminded me of, uh, uh, like, all the news that dropped at uh, at D23 for all the Star Wars stuff. It was very similar to what we got at Celebration, but then they showed a tiny bit more than what we've never seen. For example, they talked about the skeleton crew, and, and Jude Law showed up, and we actually got our, fo- our, our first look at his character, what and they gave us man. they <laughs> gave us more of a description of what the show will be about which uh, i for some reason thought it was animated no. i don't know why live action uh My well, impression was also animated at the beginning when they well, talked about it at celebration yes so this this was the concept art that was shown uh um that was shown to us uh and yes. in, in anaheim and what the show is, and they kind of talked about it more. Um, the show is about these kids that that get lost in the Star Wars galaxy. We don't know anything about Jude Law's character. We only know that the person directing uh, the actual show is John Watts, who made all of the 
new MCU Spider-Man movies. And if you like those, then you will probably like uh, the skeleton crew. Now, what a lot of people are um, saying is they're hoping that skeleton crew will be very similar to stranger things. And it will have that vibe of that dark vibe just because there's kids in it doesn't mean it's going to be a kid's show. Um, and they actually did I say that's that what celebration. they said at celebration, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's very exciting because I've been wanting a show that will have, um, like in the stars universe that will have that kind of same eighties vibe that we've gotten from, you know, other retro shows like stranger things. And I would like to sit back and just, it feels like you're putting in an old eighties, um, VHS and, and you, and you're sitting there and watching it. Like, I want that vibe for the show, but I also want that serious tone as well. And I'm hoping that we get that with skeleton crew. Um, I, and John Favra and, uh, Dave Filoni are, um, are, are consultants, uh, for yeah, the show. Producers. Yeah. And I, I think it will be a hit. I've got faith in those guys. They have really not, they have not strayed us away so far. Um, mm-hmm. and speaking of, um, them, they also dropped new footage, uh, for the Mandalorian. Some of it is very similar to what we got at Celebration, and there are shots that I definitely recognized from the trailer. Uh, But there was also a couple of new shots as well. Um, uh, And I'm very excited for it. It looks like it got pushed back to spring of next year. It it sounds like a lot of the shows are coming out in spring. Um, The... The original date for the Mandalorian was supposed to be like in February, but now it sounds mm-hmm. like it might have got pushed back to March. I think it might happen right before uh, Star Wars Celebration next year because Star Wars Celebration is happening in April again. Yeah. Um. Uh. All the way back to the original date that they did for uh Chicago. So I'm I'm very hopeful that it doesn't get pushed back. I hope Bad Batch doesn't get pushed get pushed back again. They did not talk about uh, Jedi Survivor at all either. I, I I wanted to bring that up because that's also coming out in uh, in the spring as well. They had their first games panel, and the only thing they talked about was the Lego Star Wars game and how they're adding new DLCs, which is just character DLCs. So it's like Clone Wars, Rebels, uh, the from the Obi-Wan Kenobi show. That game is incredible, by the way. That has a lot of free roam. And and there's a 30-minute mission where you have to bring Max Rebo from Tatooine all the way to Naboo so he doesn't miss his concert. It's pretty cool. I would definitely play <laughs> it. It's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, no. Really? I, yeah. Yeah. That... That was the first side mission I did. I was I I uh, people kept telling me about. Well, that it. doesn't like, surprise me. No. My surprise. <laughs> yeah, well, it was so cool, man. Like it was awesome, uh, because you will start out at Jabba's palace, and then you have to fight your way to a transport, and you like have to fight your way through the through the Dune Sea, and you've got thugs coming after you, and it's like this is great. I am I am protecting one of the most 
legendary characters in Star Wars right now. On it, it, was, it was fun. It was a good time. But uh, imagine liking you, a job so much you have to literally fight for your life to get there. I can't. Yeah, I was gonna say being attacked <laughs> not, like not that me. seems a little extreme. But okay. <laughs> Hey, uh, no, wait, wait. Um, I think the plot was what the uh, the uh, plot was that a a rival band hired um, hired different mercenaries and bounty hunters to like stop him. So then that way, if he got killed or something, then they would take over that spot at the concert. Imagine being so <laughs> desperate for a concert slot that you would murder your competition. That's pretty cutthroat. Wow, it, it feels like an opening. That's like, showbiz, baby. <laughs> is it a yeah, soap opera yeah. probably <laughs> yeah no i mean hey that was just a side mission in a lego game so uh imagine all the other wow. side missions they have and they're very detailed too by the way um but that will be uh dropping this winter for all of the dlcs for for lego lego star wars the skywalker saga uh but back to mando they they showed the actual dome of of the main city on Mandalore, and I'm I'm very excited, but I'm afraid because it seems like there's a lot of a lot of things that are going to happen, and I feel like the stakes are higher than ever. Um, I think that Pocatan is on that level of where she she really wants that sword, like she really wants the dark saber. And I think she wants to win it the right way. Do you guys think that they will end up like fighting for it? Or do you think that um that Mando will be just like, dude, have it. I want nothing to do with it. Just take it. I don't well, think we she know will... he wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. yeah. I don't know that she would take it. Um, just by the way she looked when she saw him holding it. Mm-hmm. Um but she also has a very unhinged vibe, even from like the Clone Wars. Every time I saw her, she just had like sort of like unhinged feral energy. Yeah. So I don't know. She seems kind of unpredictable, and I like that. She's hard to read. One thing that very I got much so. from Sorry. the newest trailer compared to when we saw uh, at Celebration was it feels like there's going to be actual conflict between the Bo-Katan Mandalorian loyalists and then the covert style Mandalorians. Yes. Initially it looked like, oh, it's just Din being hunted by both factions. No, it, it looks like it's both factions pitting against each other. And then so, Din's just caught in the middle. <laughs> okay, so you were thinking there would be a other Mandalorian civil war. Is If not full-on civil war, definitely a attempt by the armorer and Paz to undermine Bo-Katan. And and we actually also got a uh, shot of it wasn't it wasn't it was not Babu Frick. It was a species, but it is confirmed that we are getting Babu Frick in Mandalorian season three, Uh, and it showed a um, what? He's my oldest friend. I've done him for thirty minutes. (laughs) <laughs> uh and we see a shipyard that looks like corellia there's a chance that we might be going back to corellia which would be super cool that'd be cool uh, yeah uh are we hoping to see any main 
like any of the main trio from from the original trilogy, like Anna and Nyan. No. Um uh uh Luke Leia or I Luke would, Le- Han. I'd be I okay with a him. reference to him. I don't want to see him. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, I think this Luke is not is their the most story to see. Yeah, even then I, I hope they keep it minimally. Yeah. 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 I just I'm hope- it's not their story. I don't I don't I don't want to uh, okay okay fine. Well here I'm 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 gonna ask the question again. What about Ahsoka? Do yeah. we do we want to show see... up in everything? Oh, okay. All right. I I want <laughs> I want Luke to make an appearance in Ahsoka. I don't yes. want him to have a sustained part of it. I want to see him talk to Force Ghost Hayden. I think that will bring everything mm-hmm. full circle. Um because we just got that in in a new book that came out. And the entire time that I was reading it, I was just of of that part in the book. I was just like, I want this in live action. I want Luke to communicate with Anakin. I I, I think of Ahsoka, Anakin, and Luke were talking, and maybe there was R two in the background or something. Like that would be it for me. And um, because that's something that has been dreamed about. For me, ever since Return of the Jedi came out, I remember watching that end scene, just being like, "I want them to talk. I want them to have a conversation. I want, I want Anakin to, um, be stow him some wisdom." Yeah. Um, yeah. So I really want to know, like, for the Ahsoka show, I really want to find out how Ahsoka and Luke met. Yeah, I hope they talk about that. I think they will. Uh, yeah, that'd be a good thing to get cleared up. I think they will because I think Ahsoka will fill in a lot of those um, gaps that were not shown uh, in uh, in her first appearance in live action because we just saw her on the planet and we were like, oh, okay. But I think what Ahsoka is going to do is it will fill in the gaps from that time that she left the... Um, the uh world between worlds and rebels and through the events of from there from return of the jedi to the present timeline in mandalorian i think they will talk about that i would be surprised if they didn't because there is a lot of big time gap where in rebels it was she got pulled out of world between worlds and then you go to near the end of return of the jedi and she shows up as uh soka the white like gandalf and and she has a staff she's a white cloak and it's like that's great and cool but where have you been what's going on like what's the story i i I know you're you're about to go see ezra but yeah we need some details so i think they will talk about it especially because she's been around them for the entire period that luke was with the rebellion yeah are you telling me that the padawan of anakin skywalker is not going to go out of her way to go meet the son of her master right just to be like are you anything like him Oh no, you're way more level headed. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean spinning is not a thing you do? What? <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, before before moving on to Ahsoka, um I do want to say I'm loving the uh upgrade that Bo Katan got in um this trailer. Uh her hair looks phenomenally better. That's a nice wig. Compared to um <laughs> the like it looks a lot more like Clone Wars. Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Also, but, feels less Lego piece. Yeah. yeah. Um, I do want to ask this question. Um, because she's going to be in the show, it might come up. Who's to say? But I really want to know. Are we ever going to find out who Corky's mom is? Because it's Drew's nephew, right? Right. Yes. Which would imply that Bo is his mom. But there's nothing else confirming that. So all, there's either a third sister or Satine's his mom. It could also have been a brother. Oh. We yeah, mm-hmm. but we don't know of any brothers. Right. We only know of those two sisters. We we don't know if they're the only crazed siblings to have survived that civil war, though. I want to know. It could it could be that. <laughs> I, I mean, know. personally, I make Corky Kenobi believer, but you know, same, mm-hmm. same. <laughs> because there's just the a few too many lie. similarities. <laughs> looks the don't looks lie. Don't okay. lie. Here is. Here's He's my thing with that. Yeah. Okay. So here's my thing with that, though. If that ends up being the case and everything, that's great. But at the same time, do you think that kind of defeats the purpose of um, of Obi Wan trying to set that example? Like he was telling Anakin not to go down the same path, like that that he almost went down, like with Padme, and then if he ends up being the father of Corgi, which I don't know if they would drop that bombshell no. like just randomly in season three. No, I don't know that the, that bombshell would be dropped. I think how we would find out would be Bo making some sort of comment about her family um, or referring to her sister or if she has any other siblings. Yeah. Because if it, if she makes a note that it was it's just her and her sister and that's that's her family then we have the answer. That okay. said, there's something I've been thinking about a lot in terms of how Mandalorian culture works. Because they talk about Din and Grogu being a family, a clan of two. You are as yeah. his father. Uh, one of the things I've been thinking about is because Mandalore works off a clan basis and you can be adopted into families and clans, it mm. could be that the term auntie or Satine used by Corky is like a familial honorific that we have like you know i have uncles and aunts that are in no way related to me by blood yeah yeah. so it could be a similar kind of honorific older female not my mother i just i just like some sort of answer on that (laughs) because like i i feel like it it's there's enough there that could like even if it's just like oh he's adopted which would make a lot of sense too sense. Yeah. i just really would like to know <laughs> see now now i feel like if dave filoni was here he would just try and change the subject as much as possible 100 that's what he does every time though right right but but with him changing the subject that would answer the question right there to be like okay so it's true then um uh because of I, I definitely see both sides. It's very interesting why they never really said that, like of what his actual origin is. Um, and it would have been cool to maybe them talk about that in, in the Kenobi series. If they yeah. end up doing season two, boom, there you go, I guess. There's a plot point right there. I think yeah. it's also entirely a thing where Dave 
introduced this along the same lines of why Satine, or Sabine has different armor every season of Rebels, and that's just to mess with the fans. <laughs> like, he explicitly said that the only reason why he changed uh, Sabine's costume in every season was just to mess with the cosplayers. <laughs> that tracks. That tracks. That tracks. Um, shoot, there was, al- there was also something else I was going to say based around that. Shoot. Come back to me when I get that train of thought back on track. Alright. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so we get this shot uh, from uh, from the Ahsoka series, which honestly, I think what's going to happen is at some point during the show, or maybe right in the beginning of the show, will be exactly where they left off at the series finale of Star Wars Rebels. And yeah. we already got um, live action, uh, the uh, like live action Ezra that that was announced. It's not the same actor uh, that was um, that played live action Aladdin. A lot of people thought that, but it's not um, it's not him. Un- unfortunately, they actually chose uh, they they actually chose someone else. Um, his name is. I'm going to try my best to pronounce this. Uh, Iman as Fondi. Um, and he, he is a indie actor. So he hasn't done that many big projects. Um, mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm very hopeful. It's him. There you go. Um, he looks great. He looks like him. Oh yeah, like, he looks like him. Like I saw the picture and I was like, "Holy smokes!" Like I looked him up too to try to see if I'd seen him in anything. It had actually came up that he was a director. Like that's what his little thing said on yeah. Google, but didn't have too much listed under it. But he looks s- spot on. I'm I'm yeah. a little heartbroken that's not Raul Coley. But... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I mean <laughs> that 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 was a huge campaign during the. Um, during 2020, because yeah. I, I, I remember just seeing that everywhere I went, and then on social media, and then he, then he started posting it too, yeah. um, j- just to kind of get that ball rolling. But I think they made a great choice. I'm still hoping that, um, that uh, they stick with the same actor that played Thrawn. Um, in, yes, Lars Mickelson. Oh my gosh, hands down fantastic actor like he, his oh yeah. my gosh dude like they 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 have to keep him for live action because he voiced thrawn in such a beautiful and dark scary way that i couldn't imagine anyone else like voicing thrawn or playing thrawn like it was done so well it's it's also like thrawn is described in a lot of the books and a lot of the comics to be like you know chess are humanoid but they're slightly like bigger and like better than human yeah. in a lot of different regards. Um, Lars Mikkelsen is something like six four, six five. The man is yeah. tall. Yeah. Um, if well, the last name is familiar. It's because his brother is uh, Mass Mikkelsen, who played Grindelwald in the new Fantastic Beasts, and, and he also Hannibal played Galen Erso. And he played Galen Erso. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, no, I. Oh man, he'd be perfect for it. Just yeah. blue makeup, black wig, done. Yeah. Chaser, do maybe. do yeah. not forget the scary big red eyes either. Um 
So I just Googled his name because I was curious if he was the one who was in Sherlock. Um, under movies and TV shows, Ahsoka's like one of the top ones that pops up for what he stars in. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's confirmed though. That so it was last year. Well, yeah, I think it was last year. Uh, Ro Zario Dawson went on social media and said, "Congratulations to um." to a couple of people for joining the Ahsoka team and then she took it down later but he was on there including um the actor from uh from live action Aladdin. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hmm, weird. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yep, it, could, so- it, could, it could entirely have it where he's voicing Thrawn and then they have another person for it. See, I I wanted that for Ahsoka. I really wanted that because Ashley Eckstein has such an iconic voice. Like she is Ahsoka. So as much as I love Rosara Dawson, when I first saw her out there, I was kind of skeptical because I was like, Ashley Eckstein is Ahsoka. Like that was her to me. But then after seeing her come up a couple of more times as Ahsoka Tano, as like for Rosara Dawson, I saw it and I accepted it and I do enjoy her as, as Ahsoka. Um, but if they did that for, I mean, because I, to me, I think when, once we saw um, Katie Sackoff come back as, mm-hmm. as Bo-Katan to me, that was like, all right, cool. We're, we're definitely going to get Ashley Eckstein. And then we didn't. And I was like, oh man. And I'll be, I'll be disappointed it, it, if it's not Mickelson, because yeah, because yeah, of he's that that voice is so iconic to Thrawn, like it's so iconic to that character. And if you bring on some other guy to do that, to me, it's it's not gonna work. Like, yeah. I mean, his his voice is so precise, and um, and it's very unique. And it's, I think, yeah. His his voice is iconic enough to where in, in the Thrawn audiobooks, the person who's recording the audiobooks is doing an impression of him. Yeah. It's like, no, dude. Which, by the way, to anyone who listening and watching, if you haven't read the Thrawn series, go read the Thrawn series. It's yeah. amazing. Um, I think you saw someone at uh, at Dra- DragonCon. Um, they uh, they did the costume. Uh, was it was it Elliot? Or something. Um, who? No, no, it, it wasn't you. It, it was someone else. Who? Um, forgive me, because I, 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 I haven't read the Legends one in a while. But mm-hmm. he like had an officer. He like had a snake thing. Um, oh yeah, there was one of them walking around. Uh, yeah. yeah, I I can't think of his name, but I saw a picture and I was like, oh that that's super cool because no one does that costume at all. Yeah, but. Uh, do we think we'll be seeing more stuff from Legends pop up uh, in some of these new projects? I hope like, so. Yeah, I'm hoping for a Dash Rendar. I'm I'm putting all my cards on the table for that character. I love him. <laughs> Shadows of the Empire was amazing. I I I love that game. I love that character. I love a ship. And 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 the fact that that same type of ship showed up in. In Star Wars Rebels, I freaked mm-hmm. out because I was like, I love the Outrider. It's very similar to the Millennium Falcon. It was also made on Corellia, but 
it's it's so cool, bro. Like I, I oh, man, I would love to see that ship live action. I think the, the big thing is anything that they do in Legends to try to bring in, they have to find a way to cohesively bring it in. Right. And it's very hard to do that with a lot of Legends content because we start getting conflicting origins on characters because a lot, a lot of Legends content doesn't tie into other Legends content. I could see it happening uh, in the Skeleton Crew because if you think about it, you know they are getting lost in the galaxy. They're exploring it, yeah. um, and they will probably run into you know some 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 type of trouble and like scum and scoundrels and stuff. That would be a, a great thing to um, a great person to introduce. And then actually to think about it, I don't think they announced who Jude Law's character is of what his name is or anything. No, we just know it's Jude Law. Right. He's playing uh, himself. Yeah. He's playing Dumbledore. You didn't know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. He, because he's hopping through worlds. Yeah. He got bored at Hogwarts. Don't blame him. Yeah. So, yeah, no, we'll, uh, we'll have to see. I'm excited. Yeah. There's a lot uh, of promising Star Wars content coming. Yes. And including at the parks, uh, Christian will be able to experience this. Yes, uh, I will. Very soon. Uh, Din, Jarn, and Grogu are going to be coming to the parks this November um, over at Disneyland. Uh, not Disney World, Disneyland. Uh, and they they finally showed him at D23. He looks great. Um, I think Grogu is going to be the main thing that blows people away. Yes, because that is an animatronic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's head turns, he blinks, he reacts to audio. Now, is that going to be somebody else puppeting him? and Or is it so, going to be the Din? Uh, I'm, so I they almost... Were, my guess is it's going to be... Well, I don't I, know. I guess my guess is it's going to be the Din actor. Because so, he'll want him to react to like what he's saying and what's going on around him. At the same yeah. time, I think it's going to be something that Chris and I are actually um, used to seeing, including Ray, which is um, every time there is a R2 unit, there's always someone usually, you know, kind of behind them That's using right. the controller. Yeah, 10, 15 feet away. There could be someone, yeah, there, there could be could someone be. that will follow Mando um, that will kind of blend in with the crowd, and then he'll probably be, like, you know, controlling, like, the movements, because it's going to be hard for the actor um, yeah. uh, in that costume to do that. Uh, th- that would be a very hard thing to do in multitask and, and interact. Yeah, it'd be hard to keep track of interacting with guests yourself yeah. and having... An yeah. animatronic interact as well. I, I would probably guess that the voice lines or any sounds that come from Grogu will be tied to whatever voice lines that the sound glove for the actor will be using. Right. Uh, and then it's just a puppeteer controlling the, the yeah. actual Grogu. Now, my question is, because Batu currently takes place between episodes 8 and 9, so are they changing that in Disneyland? Um... What they've been doing now is they've been having Boba and Fennec strictly stay in the marketplace area. Yeah. They 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 don't go in the Falcon um, courtyard. They don't go um, in the First Order courtyard or anything. Mm-hmm. They they specifically stay next to um, the to area. the yes. Yeah. Uh, so they're kind of doing it like 
uh, Magic Kingdom does, where like each princess kind of has their own area. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. that kind of yeah. thing. Uh, because it would be weird to see Mando and Boba and all of them walk like yeah. right next to the Falcon. Yeah. It, 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 sudden, it, oh, it would, there's there's Ray talking to yeah. It, what? <laughs> it, it would definitely throw things off now. Chewie could definitely end up like running in, into them at some point because even though we haven't seen it in the timeline, we've never seen these characters on this planet. So anything is possible, but you would never see Kylo Ren, you know, interact with Mando or like yeah. anything like that. Like that would never happen. But Chewie could definitely do it because he was alive during that, um, like during that Mandalorian timeline uh, because it's taken place during that 30 year gap from Return of the Jedi to force awakens so yeah. i could definitely see chewie and them like running into each other at some point will it happen probably not anytime soon but they could definitely do it if they wanted to i i could also possibly see because batu east and disney world has star cruiser and star yes. cruiser really ties batu east into that time period that i don't think they'd ever permanently change it but i could see them doing periods of time where they have different eras at black spire in disneyland yeah 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 because because black spire exists in the thrawn books from the clone wars all the way through the empire we know it exists yeah. during the sequel trilogy so it's entirely possible they could do like just a period of a couple weeks where it's like oh instead of first order stormtroopers it's the normal stormtroopers and instead of kylo ren it's darth vader running around and we'll just ask everyone to ignore the fact that it's the wrong ships and the wrong flags and the wrong everything yeah, uh, I, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for, um, for what's to come. I was hoping for some type of expansion announcement. Uh, there was not. They have the room for it. I'm really curious of what Galaxy's Edge is going to be like in the next couple of years. Uh, yeah. as, uh, especially if they're not really doing anything with the sequels, will they end up changing things? Will they end up adding things that will kind of age out the sequels? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking because so much of the content we see coming forward yeah. from Disney either takes place just before the original trilogy or takes place in that gray zone between the fall of the Empire and the start of the First Order. So it's entirely possible that they might change up the park within a couple of years. I don't know what they do. I don't um, think there's a need to, um, like you had said like throw it back and bring like Darth Vader yeah. into Batu because in Hollywood Studios there are like Star Wars areas right, where those characters could hang that. out. Yeah. So they could bring those characters to the park without having them be in Galaxy's Edge. Yeah. Yes. We'll have to wait and see. I uh, I am I'm hoping that eventually they add some stuff in the Mandalorian and all these other shows to star tours. Cause I think star tours deserves more. Um, yeah. Star tours yes. can be constantly updated like that. Yeah. Yes. And I they... wish star tours would stop hopping me through different time periods <laughs> during the same ride. But <laughs> I think they've gotten a lot better at that because these past couple of times I went on it, it, it would either stick, during that prequel like um timeline era or, or yeah yeah of that era or it would jump from the original trilogy to the sequel like where it would just stay in its own lane yeah. and i i don't know if it's because a lot of people have been like that ride's not canon 
you like can't jump from the Battle of Haunt all the way to the Battle of Coruscant. That's not how that works. Uh, so yeah. I could definitely like see them where like they're trying to get kind of dialed back on that. Uh, but I think seeing more stuff in the Mandalorian and the Book of Boba Fett and Obi Wan, uh, maybe even from the Skeleton Crew and yeah. and Rogue One, like I'll just kind of put that in. Um, in Star Tours because there's so many more new places and planets to see. And I think as great as all the iconic, you know, planets are all the planets that have been introduced through all these shows and, and other movies would be very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I've had a hunch because I, I remember correctly on the galaxy's edge plans when they were first talking about building the park, there was supposed to be a large sit down restaurant with reservations in Batu somewhere. They wound up dropping it, but the area is still present for them to build into it. And I'm really hoping that they like kind of take, oh, well, we have all this stuff from the Mandalorian and Book of Boba Fett. So let's just build like a sit-down area that feels kind of like, you know, you know, like a, an expansion on the cantina. Or if it feels more like Garza's like, you know, like luxury den. Okay. Because I think that'd be it'd be a one a way for them to make more money, which I know Disney is always in favor for. Um, but also would allow people to spend even more time and money in Galaxy's Edge. Plus, you could have Max Rebo performing. Exactly. Ooh, exactly. Exactly. Look, we got, we got See, DJ Rex in the cantina. As long as as long as the puppet or animatronic that they have for Max looks more like the original and less like the Book of Boba Fett one, because the Book of Boba Fett one is a little creepy. But it's still Max Rebo. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Sure. And 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 the other condition is like I have to be the one that's operating. Obviously, okay. Yeah, like I would do that and un, until the day I die. Like yeah. you get to do that, and I get to be Sabe. Boom! There you go. Figured it there out. There you go. Higher Making dreams come ones. true. There you go. <laughs> but uh, uh, but yeah, no, that um, that was the main stuff about Star Wars. We never really got anything about again. Nothing about Jedi Survivor, unfortunately. nothing with the games like no really new like projects the like main taker from i mean most of the time at d23 i feel like the main like the main panels that always end up making the most impact is marvel uh and to, to be honest i think disney outdid marvel this year they they dropped a lot of stuff um more than marvel uh and and star wars and they actually like they're like parks panel was almost two hours long that was a long panel uh and they also um dropped a bunch of uh new projects of of remakes and everything um and lucasfilm is doing that as well with indiana jones five and they haven't said the title yet I'm here's my take on it. I don't think they're gonna give them a title. I yeah, uh, yeah. I don't think they're gonna give them a title. I think they're just gonna leave Indiana, Indiana Jones five as Indiana Jones, uh, and that honestly makes the most um, sense uh, to me because it's closing out the story. Um, I won't really spoil like the full trailer that they dropped at D twenty three, but uh, there is. It's very r- r- reminiscent to Raiders of the Lost Ark, and he actually does 
talk to Sala um, from Raiders of the Lost Ark and The Last Crusade, which is wonderful because I love that character so much, and I'm glad that he's coming back. I'm pro um, anything with John Rice Davies in it. I, I I know, dude. I know. So I'm 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 beyond pumped for that, and I am very uh, hopeful for the movie. There's been a lot of rumors that there's going to be time travel in it, uh, but we'll we'll have to wait and see for that. Uh, that will uh, debut June 23rd of of 2023 of next year. So very exciting stuff uh, about that. And this is Harrison Ford's last one. Um, he said after this, he's done. He's he's not coming back for more. Uh, but the man's yeah. old. He's got planes to not land properly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yo, what up? I'm invading your podcast. Hey, yes, yes, you from, are from the Marvel stuff pod. Letting you finish in your point, but you know, yeah. Uh, we have one more thing be before we dive into some of those Marvel announcements, which is sure, Willow. Um, have any of you besides Brooks seen the uh, the original movie? A long time ago, absolutely okay. not. Never okay. even heard of it until Celebration. Oh, it's so good. It's um, it was a movie that was made um that was created by George Lucas and Ron Howard um shortly after uh, Star Wars came out and the special effects that they that they used for it over at in Industrial Light and Magic was incredible and it was groundbreaking and it was never seen in a film before and um and the story was pretty decent it stars warwick davis um who played wicket um uh he played professor flitwick um and and harry potter series uh and uh and but his second role ever was in willow and he was the main character and now that he's back there are some uh some actors that you know from it uh there is tony Revelory um from from the new Spider-Man movies he played uh um Flash Thompson um mm-hmm. Ooh. And, also in uh, the servant on Apple TV. It's mm-hmm. uh, pretty fun on that show. Uh and then you have Aaron Kellyman uh who played Hinfis Nest uh in Solo and then she also um Help me out, Josh. She was the character and um, Falcon and the Pointer Soldier. Yeah. Yes, her. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Me. First Marvel question, right? Just going to check Mark <laughs> But that was like the main Star Wars news. Now we are going to dive into. Um, Willow's into related the... to Star Wars? Is it, Or is it just a George Lucas project? It's Lucas. No. Um, it's Lucas. Okay. Yes. Cool. Yeah. Cool. yeah. I just didn't know if they were like, yeah, well, actually, the Mandalorian's <laughs> going to show up. So better watch out for that. Yeah. No, no. Who's no. to say? Um, uh, it's true. No. There'll be a Mandalorian esque uh, character. I like Some guy in a shiny bucket that doesn't take it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, but diving into the Marvel news, there there was not that much that was um some of some of it was new and then some of it was um very similar to what we had at San, San Diego Comic Con, except they just kind of they gave us more news about it. 
They tossed some more stuff in there, too, where, I mean, everyone was like, where did Armor Wars go at uh, Comic-Con? And then they're like, yeah, we brought it up at D23. It's a little bit further down the line than they had expected. Uh, we got our first look at the Werewolf by Night thing, which I'm actually pretty excited for, seeing uh, Marvel venture into the horror genre. So that's going to be kind of cool. Outside Again. of Multiverse of Madness. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah that, one, that one's more fringe, I would say. This one seems like it's going to be, you know, full I mean, of, you know, Monster Man. exists, so... That's true. That's <laughs> Disney Marvel. It will be, though. It will be. I'm excited for that. I can't wait to have them try to clean up Blade's you know, iconic catch. I hope uh, they don't. I hope that he gets. <laughs> I hope he gets to keep the rated R. I hope he gets like grandfathered into uh, being able to say whatever he wants. I think they will. I um. I I think because they are adding Deadpool. I I think Blade will not be held back. I don't think Daredevil will be held back. I think Dare. When when he shows up in She-Hulk, I think his character will be kind of PG down. He's um, just going to be less like brutal, Kingpin. man. He's yeah. not he's not known for like swearing all the time anyway. I no, mean, he does here and there. It's 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 more of the blood thing that they'll probably have to tone yeah. down. Yeah, and I don't foresee him taking out an army of hand soldiers in this show anyway. It's going to be a quick cameo where we get to yeah. like say what's up and then move on. Yeah. Uh, I think it'll I, be the Deadpool's that got toned down. Yeah. Uh, well, so here's here's my thing about it. Kevin Feige already stated that that they will not be changing the rating for Deadpool. That will stay rated R. Uh, and they were actually hoping they were that they would be able to bring more rated R stuff to kind of keep some of the audiences in, which I think they're yeah. hinting at that because they want to bring back in well um, they're they're graduating to that point that's why they added yeah. deadpool and logan and other rated yeah. R projects to disney plus i think they're starting to try and get people used to the idea of them moving yeah. forward they're, they're like hey this isn't just for kids type of thing they i i and and honestly i think they want to bring back most of the defender characters back especially the punisher um that character was amazing his show was fantastic i think putting him in the M- mcu with characters like u.s agent and um and and the yeah. thunderbolts i i think that would be so cool. me and coach have talked about this on on the podcast before that it's just yeah. funny to think that john barenthal's punisher is going to be in the same universe as like ms marvel it just <laughs> feels weird it's like huh so that was in a high school gym where they had some Home Alone antics, and then we get to see just mass murder caused by yeah. cancel the one man army. That is that is the Punisher. Um, how do we like the lineup for Thunderbolts? Um, I I didn't see Bucky coming. I was I was surprised at that. I was I was glad to see him because I've it's pretty well known that he's like one of my favorite characters in the MCU. So getting to see him get developed even a little bit more, pretty dope. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, yeah, I don't care about go- don't care about Ghost at all. Does anyone <laughs> care about Ghost? And like they butchered Taskmaster in Black Widow, which is kind of unfortunate because Taskmaster is kind of a big deal in games and comic books. Yeah. I mean, he's probably you know B list, but higher on the B list. Well, do we think Taskmaster will be the same, yes. like the same person that we saw in Black Widow? So yeah. it's 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 that um it, it's that girl. And the, the, the daughter, yeah, yeah. 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 So, I think so I'm not complaining that Bucky's in it. I just don't see him working with John Walker. 
New. Yeah, he's gonna hate that guy. But it, they're gonna be one of the only ones with like an established relationship. Obviously, Yelena and Red Guardian are pretty. I'm close so excited well. to see Yelena again. <laughs> I know. I was. I was thinking of like, because at one point there was a romance between Natasha Romanoff and Bucky Barnes. I mean, they could maybe hint at that type of thing with Yelena. I don't know. There's a lot of different directions that could go. I'm just really excited to see more that. Red Guardian. <laughs> yeah, Yelena just moved up on my costume list. So that was dangerous. She's great. She's, yeah. I've said many times she's one of my favorite new characters. And I'm really excited she's to fantastic. see. She, yeah. She's great. Moving forward, she's going to be uh, one of the best She characters. gets to be the sarcastic funny one. <laughs> I know. It's great. Um, Now, we didn't see Baron Zemo in that lineup. And he was one of the original um characters in that lineup in the comics. And he didn't. Um, he did not show up in that lineup that they showed at that panel. This lineup feels like they're taking a lot of the lesser known characters and pairing them with some of the ones that got a little more audience credibility just yeah. to kind of bring the the level up. Like mm-hmm. Ms. Marvel's getting tagged on to Captain Marvel and they're kind of going to yeah. even themselves out a little bit there too. You could argue which one's more popular in that scenario, I suppose, but if you're comparing Ghost to Bucky Barnes, it's not even a contest. So having yeah. them be on the same team it's gonna make hopefully make us like the characters more but there's always the chance that it's just gonna make me hate their guts so let's hope not well something else as well is is that honestly near the end of falcon and the winter soldier you you could still see that um that the barnes um he wanted nothing to do uh with with u.s agent like he wanted nothing to do with him because of, um, well, yeah, he's essentially just like the right Kmart Captain America is his best friend, and no one wants to see that. So yeah, uh, and I'm thinking that the Thunderbolts is it's it's pretty much the Suicide Squad of Marvel. I was gonna, it's a little bit. Yeah. I was gonna say, question for the panel: Do we think General Ross already shot his scenes? Clearly, the actor passed away, but he's kind of the biggest deal in the Thunderbolts, at least in the comic books. Yeah. Is there any chance that he already filmed his scenes and we get to see a posthumous appearance or is it more like too far down the line? And we kind of just got to give up on having that payoff I, because they've been building him up as yeah. a character for 15 years, 10 years, whatever, yeah. whenever incredible Hulk came out. Something I could see them doing. I mean, I don't know if they will is in, let's see. Um, when, Peter Cushing passed away. There was like, um, for Grandmarf Tarkin, it was like, okay, we'll never see that character live action again. But they found an actor that, um, w- w- which has played a lot of like iconic roles, um, to come in, do the voice, and then they did like the deep fake um, technology like on him in Rogue One. And that worked. And I could see them doing that for him in the show but the thing is that's going to be up to the family um the uh the uh the family of the deceased um usually has like like the rights they've got pretty good control though especially whoever's in charge of the estate power of attorney and all that good stuff yeah gets into the legal mumbo jumbo but if he shows up then great if he doesn't i don't think anyone's gonna just lose their minds over his absence it just would have been a cool thing for the fans yeah. You can also recast. It's an option. 
That's true. Yeah, yeah, he's not like, yeah, this isn't Chadwick Boseman. Let's not give no, him so it's, much it's credit. So, it's just we, like, yeah. We need a, a, a grumpy old white dude with a mustache. Like we we <laughs> recast War Machine already. I mean, yeah. we, we've casted a bigger character, recasted bigger characters already. Yeah. Uh, and s- speaking of Rhodes uh, for Secret Invasion, what do we think about the trailer for that? I was surprised to see Rhodes in it. I didn't see that coming. I mean, it logically, I, I guess you kind of bring, uh, I mean, we're known for cameos, so you might as well just throw in some fun cameos. Uh, I don't think we got to see Amelia Clark. Did we? Was it, was I, yes. yes. Was she in she, that? I watched it, but I guess yeah. I missed her. It must've been quick. Um, so how they described the show is that that's going to be like the next big, um, crossover event. Um, is Secret Invasion, is that show. And they, to be honest, I think it's mainly going to be like of the side characters crossing over. The only main Avenger I think that will pop up in there will be Rhodes. I mean, you can argue that Fury is kind of an original, yeah. but that's um, interesting. Yes, yeah. Like, um, uh, I could see them uh, potentially maybe getting Sam, Sam and um, uh, Sam, Bucky, some of those characters to show up in it um, because secret invasion of that storyline was always uh, very detailed in the comics and it dealt with the main this, Avengers. This seemed less cosmic than I was expecting for this. Yeah. Cause it kind of seemed like they were hinting at the, the scrolls, which, it, which is what they're doing. Clearly that was shown in the trailer. Everybody's like a clone of each other, but at the same time, this feels more, they're going like noir kind of, crying almost like a james bond-esque spy type of show at least that's what they did from the soundtrack in the background of the trailer that's the vibe that i got so hopefully they stick with that because i'd much prefer that over another space adventure that's just my uh personal preference though yeah yeah um what projects are you guys most excited about of uh um loki okay all right well just man yeah, Which Ray's randomly going to start appearing that? on the Marvel Stuff podcast again as soon as Loki appears. <laughs> as soon as Loki appears, you're in. <laughs> I, I, I was really sad that no trailer dropped. Well, the rumors of Henry Cavill showing up as a cast member at the D23 ended up being false, and now he's being hinted more towards Doctor Doom, and nobody knows anything. So I guess we'll just <laughs> see what happens. I mean, he's he's also rumored for House of Dragons. So we I know. know what's going on yeah, anymore. he's so handsome and so good at being a <laughs> and hot. It's it's he's good looking. <laughs> God, he's like. Chris Hemsworth in like God bod, but then he's got the nerd ability to like build the computer and like it's pretty great. I can understand that. <laughs> yeah. I can understand why you want him in everything. I'm really excited for Secret Invasion. I it's gonna be cool. I my big thing is I worry it's it's the fear I have for Star Wars too, but it's the fear that like it's a, I kind of already feel it for Marvel, which is that there's so much content coming. They just, I, I don't personally want to keep track of everything. Yeah, uh, it's starting to get expansive to the point where it's it's going to be hard to like we if we do an it's Avengers starting movie, to get expansive, dude. It's, it's getting worse. You know what it's I mean? I mean, worse. we're getting further and further uh, into like characters yeah. that no one's ever heard of. Not that I'm complaining, but at the same time, 
you're not going to have real tie-ins with all these characters anymore. Yeah. I think that's why we're getting two Avengers movies, because we essentially have two entire different super teams that are going to be um, team-ups. It's going to be impossible to get everyone involved. There is also the ride that they announced that they're doing over at at, at Disneyland, and um, and that ride will be very similar to Rise of the Resistance, apparently, and it will deal with the multiverse, and there will be different versions of characters, so... There so will be the classic down. Steve, yeah. So there will be the classic Steve Rogers, but there will also be um, uh, Captain Carter and different versions of Spider Man and different versions I of like. Just what, want a Jessica Alba cameo as Invisible Woman, just yeah. <laughs> real quick. Uh, they will, uh, and and the main villain of that ride. Uh, that's Honestly, so funny. There's a villain of a ride. No, no, no. <laughs> I know. Like, I, I get it. I rode the Harry Potter ride. I, I get it. Like you have villains, but it's really funny to think about. This was just uh, announced a couple hours ago, but the villain of of the multiverse for like that like story um, for that ride. His name is King Thanos. He like has like a King like a weird Thanos. space crown, and he has like a long white beard, and um uh. Yeah, I I know. I I was like, okay. I was like, uh, no thanks. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I am. We have a helicopter. I hope the Thanos copter <laughs> shows up. <laughs> I think I think that would be just a lot because of the uh, concept art that they dropped for it was just like, whoa, man. Um. Uh. Be. Hang on, I will pull it up because it because I, I I saw it and and I was so surprised. So. Uh, you didn't bring a. Uh, we kind of skimmed over Wakanda Forever. I think it's because it's coming up so quickly. But yeah. they did show some stuff for that. Got our first real glimpse at Reaver Williams playing Ironheart. That's exciting stuff. Um, I she's another character that like definitely not well known. You would never be able to greenlight something like a show about that character at the beginning of any universe. So I think you that's a bet of, that's a benefit that Marvel has gotten being around for so long is they get some like audience leniency to experiment a little bit more. Cause that was and the it, thing with Ant-Man where they were like, no one's going to care yeah. about Ant-Man. They're just like, we care about Ant-Man. Yeah. Right. There's, this is the, I mean, getting Paul Rudd, that was just like a genius move. They're like, let's get one of Hollywood's most beloved actors. Yeah. That's that an a interesting looking thing. Yeah. Cause I had, yeah, I like, mean, that's neat. I'm sure the podcast yeah. listeners are real interested by us staring at that picture. But, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so I am excited for the Werewolf by Night because that's happening on October that's soon. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's really soon. And that was that's kind of like up. a surprise. Like, um, Well, they announced right. it a while ago, but then I yeah. think they intentionally kept it silent until now because then they can get like the hype ramped back up. Because even in my head, I kind of forgot about it. I was like, oh, man, what are we going to do on the Marvel stuff podcast between She-Hulk and the Black Panther movie? Like, that's a solid month and a half, two months of just having to make stuff up. But now we've got Werewolf by Night to cover. So it's it's yeah. something. It'll be cool. Yeah. Um, and to be honest, I think, you know, there will probably be a um, a Blade cameo. Uh, in it, like in Werewolf by Night. I mean, that logically would, yeah, that, that lines up. I could see it. Probably towards the end, uh, there will be something about like a vampire or something, and I could just definitely see Blade just showing up. Oh and yeah, then, he fits that. Uh, fits the it, ticket. It, it, it fits it perfectly, and then that way you could tie it directly into the MCU. Um, be because you're right. For this one, no one really knows these characters, and 
Well, um, you could also make the opposite argument that the Wolfman has been around a hundred yeah. years compared to comic book. Yeah, it hasn't yeah, been around as long. So um, it's like, yeah, in relation to what it's being yeah. exposed in, that's true. But the Wolfman's been around for generations and getting a new version of it, controlled by people that know what they're doing. I mean, sign me up. They're doing. They've been doing some modern day like monster man stuff like what was that invisible yeah. man movie that they did a while ago like that oh yeah turned out and, pretty well and that's a classic yeah. monster story the uh, new one that, yeah the new uh, one Moss yeah. In it. that movie was amazing yeah exactly so it's like taking a concept that's old as time and then all of a sudden they're putting a fresh spin on it and it works yeah. again so something else as well i think that the show will be in black and white for like the entirety of it and well, it does have like the old it. style like feel mm-hmm. as well like with those classic monster movies it i, I think it will do well if they're going to do a lot of practical effects if they want to be true to i guess the genre they're going for that's what they did in wandavision where for whenever they did each generation of sitcom they used the props that were available at that time mm-hmm. obviously we're going to upgrade it to you know 4k resolution and they're going to well, have I mean- some things look better but I mean, for right, WandaVision, right, they used, like, not necessarily the camera equipment, but they used, like, lenses and stuff from the time period to get that, like, accurate visual. So I don't know if they would use vintage lenses then as well. I think that it's a smart move in this scenario, because if you're doing Werewolf by Night, it's obviously an older storyline. If you try and modernize it too much where you're just like, oh, we have a CGI werewolf now, it's going to kind of in full color and then it just feels like it's Wolfman Walking Dead type of thing. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it would work as well. I think the fact that they're being true to what they're shooting for is the the better move. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, no. Um, and they they talk more about the dare. Um, the... I was going to say, that's the thing I'm most excited for is Daredevil Damn. Born Again. He's... Uh, He's my second favorite Marvel character, and Wolverine's still not around, so let's get my boy Matt Murdock up in here a bunch more. Uh, and they also talked about Kingpin, um, of what his story will be going back into it, because they well, did talk about Echo. we're doing Echo first, yeah. Right, and, and, and then we'll go into um, Daredevil Born Again. And as, if you haven't watched Hawkeye yet, spoilers alert, but at the end of it, um, uh, he... Kingpin gets shot in the face. Um, no, uh, he doesn't. It doesn't show well, on screen. He gets shot. <laughs> yeah. It well, doesn't so say where. He's implied in the head. From, all right. If they're getting from, him, this would be next level. Like t- having him show up to all of these fan expos just to be like, yeah, he actually did die at the end of Hawkeye and he's never showing up again. From the footage um, that they showed at D23, they actually showed um, uh, a. A shot of Kingpin where he is wearing like um, where he's wearing some type of thing on his face, blocking his face because he got shot in the face by Echo in the comics. Yeah, they're, that's why they're following that story. Kingpin's you know, I, one of those characters where there's so many different versions of them that it's hard to actually know what he does because in some versions he's just like super big, muscly kind of fat guy and he doesn't have any real powers. Then other times he can just lift cars and other nonsense and he's actually partially bulletproof exactly so it just depends on what they're going to go for within the disney universe of it all yep we'll have to wait man i'm uh i am very excited but here's the other thing though which i keep hearing and keep seeing is 
Do we think that as soon as Avengers Endgame like finished, do you think Marvel kind of started kind of going downhill? We talk or? about this constantly because it, it 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 I've seen it compared to finishing the main story and everything else, the side quests at this point. I've seen it placed in different ways. I don't I think Marvel has seen its peak, but I don't see it going down as fast as ever. Like everyone's predicting the downfall of Marvel. I'm like they have way too much money way too much invested this is going to go on for another 10 years at least i don't think we're gonna have the pinnacle the end game was ever again but we i mean just recently we saw spider-man and that blew up the box office so it's not like they can't pull no. a trick out of their hat every once in a while like hey what's up yeah. we're still here hey, i was very much the same i think we're gonna start seeing marvel tick back up once disney starts figuring out how they want to start working mutants into the well MCU. yeah the mutants the fantastic four like we're, we're still that was the crazy thing about just this whole concept of starting the MCU is the Avengers were not the main draw of Marvel comic books. They just weren't. I mean, Captain America was kind of washed. He was something that people like, obviously he's the pinnacle of an American hero, but at the same time, he wasn't popular in comic books anymore. His stuff no. wasn't selling off the shelves. He's a, he's Iron a guy Man, in a stars and stripes jumpsuit exactly. with a round shield. Mm-hmm. Iron Man was arguably a C-list hero at one point in the comic books. So the fact that he is now the god of the MCU. I mean, the Marvel has established these characters that weren't even that great to start with, and now they've got these ones that, you know, we've got Marvel's first family in the Fantastic Four, which was some of the best-selling comic books back in the day, and obviously the X-Men. We got to see the modern-day X-Men movies on the Fox, but I think Disney's only going to do better than that because they were so hit or miss. So we're, we're just going to see things increase. Do we think that Jason Siegel will show up as the thing in She-Hulk? Because I know that's... Been I saw like that rumor. Um, I wouldn't be upset. I love Jason Siegel. I mean, it's just a voice. It's not like he has to get jacked and use the prosthetic stuff like they did no. in the yeah. original. So, no. whatever works is... We uh, have the technology. Exactly. Yeah. But uh, that was the other... We, we uh, kind of did a circle there. So, Fantastic Four, they got... Uh, is it Matt Shackman? Yeah, Matt Shackman, yep. the guy that did WandaVision, is now the director of Fantastic Four, which originally was uh, John Watts, right? Who did the yep. Spider-Man movies? And now we, John how Watts is doing... Well, so John Watts stopped doing Fantastic Four because he right. wanted to move on to different things, but also um, he had the chance to do a Star Wars project, which is the Skeleton Crew. So uh, that's something that I think he wanted to kind of jump to so then he can have these two big genres on his resume. Well, um, he's making the jump is what I'm saying. Like he's, he's yeah. directed films before, but are any of them like WandaVision, I would argue is probably his big break. So giving him the upgrade, I think it was a smart move to pivot from John Watts, who didn't want to do the fantastic four to mm-hmm. Matt Shackman, who was, you know, kind of a big deal because of WandaVision. Obviously he's got an established, you know, work base behind that, but WandaVision being the most recent thing that everybody had their mm-hmm. eyes on. He's shown that he can be successful in establishing characters and telling really good storylines through a few episodes. I think it's only going to get better with uh, the movie. That's also funny because I remember when when WandaVision was happening that everyone was thinking that like that secret scientist um, that, that they kept hinting at was going to be Reed Richards, and then he yeah. then he never showed up, and I was disappointed. As 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 much as I like that show, there were a lot of disappointments in it. I know. Brooke doesn't agree with it, but I um, that show was great, but near the end it was just a letdown because of 
there was so much build up to where like you thought like there were there were going to be a bunch of cameos a direct cameo like to the x-men somehow and then i ended up being like nope you were wrong you were wrong all of you were wrong it's actually this it's all fake well that's (laughs) that's kind of the problem with us having our podcast is like we don't want to be a speculation podcast but at the same time when things get loud enough you kind of have to address them so the fact that mephisto wasn't in wandavision was pretty much the world's (laughs) biggest letdown yeah and it's just it's uh, a lot of people just be like guessing you know they're like oh i think this is gonna happen and then you let yourself down by like exactly. thinking something's gonna happen and then you get disappointed because the thing you thought was gonna happen didn't so it's like you're causing your own pain <laughs> yeah you know like i thought it was fantastic and Same. i just like i just let it be what it was and like i wasn't like trying to expect anything from it i was just enjoying it as i watched I'm- it constantly at war with myself trying not to do that is like (laughs) man i i'm a big comic book nerd so i'm like i really want this cool thing to happen but i'm like they can make a great project and not do the cool thing that i want to happen and that's okay it's the you can't be disappointed by it if you keep your expectations reasonable Like, not necessarily an optimistic point of view, but I see what you're saying. <laughs> just like, you know, I, when they first announced we were getting a Kenobi project, I was going to be like, oh my god, we're going to get like, you know, hours of Kenobi. It was like 30 minutes every night that came out. So I was like, alright, as long as we don't go below 30 minutes episode like that. I'm I thought playing. we were going to see more of a transition between just Ewan McGregor being the age he was to old man Kenobi and maybe some more time jumping. I wasn't upset with what came out, but no. I just, I could have seen them jumping like, hey, here's 10 years later. He's five years later. Yeah. I was hoping for at least at least one Clone Wars flashback. Like of of just seeing Hayden and Ewan like actually wearing like the Clone Wars armor, everyone would have lost it, bro. That's they, true. So that they, they really could have done the fan service there. To do that and they didn't. Okay, but oh, did you on. see um, the split mask part? I mean, let's give from, them credit where it's due. I'm talking to people who were on the set of Kenobi. Yeah. Some bits were filmed involving a character in orange armor and a character in blue armor, but they just got <laughs> cut. They, they got, got flippy? Man, I wonder who those characters were. Yeah. yeah. Flippy I mean, childhood star. They cut stuff constantly, so. Yeah. Shoot, man. Yeah. Maybe it'll happen in the next season of Kenobi because everybody wants another season of Kenobi. Yeah. Yeah, but if they keep doing seasons of not I, to. <laughs> Yeah. At the same time, they told kind of a complete story, and if they try, and it's kind of like putting a hat on a hat, and they might milk it too much. So, and, yeah, I guess that's true. And this is something that we've been talking about. And here is my, um, like my kind of split in the middle solution is you honestly could just do a Vader series, and even though the joke is made, the entire like. Skywalker, like oh yeah, that's true. I mean, did you watch Star Wars? That, that is the that is the Vader yeah. series. I am talking about like of that time of where it's it's like it is Vader and his prime. Uh, and oh, dude, if we get uh, Homeboy from uh, the Force Unleashed or anybody like that or Cal Cal Kestis from uh, or, you know any no of these guys, way. it'd be sweet. <laughs> It would be very hard to make Star Killer canon his his story. There's no way his story would ever right. Be but you canon. were too focused on like having to the, everything that he's done has to be established. You can introduce a similar character and not have the yes, character. yes, yeah, but yeah, exactly. But I mean, but not, but not his story. Like if that character, well, that's fine. Cool. Yeah. But um, so Star Killer is one of those characters where, as much as I enjoyed him in the games, I hope he never gets brought again. He is so OP. Like he's, he's so OP, OP he in OP. the games. He, he, he was. Did like, you see Vader in Rogue One? I mean, yeah. <laughs> really, that was pretty OP too. 
Whoa, whoa, that's whoa. That's fine. I, I know. I get that it. Okay, fine. Later. Sorry. Didn't want to just blasphemy on your god. My fault. <laughs> if we're going to do a Vader series, we can always do it after Here's the 2020 Vader comics. Yeah. That's true. Cool. I heard a rumor that we're going to do a comic book club on that whole uh, series, but we'll, we'll see if that comes eventually. I volunteer as uh, tribute. <laughs> Last thing we didn't talk about on Marvel that I at least wanted to mention was uh, Captain America. New World Order, Anthony Mackie's thing. I'm excited. I'm excited. Me too. Plus, uh, confirmed that uh, Isaiah Bradley is going to be returning. So I was pretty excited for that. Returning. Yes. Uh, There wasn't a whole lot revealed about it, but the fact that I could, you know, that storyline with Isaiah Bradley felt like it kind of ended on a little bit of a sour note within Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Because he didn't get his comeuppance or anything. Like, he was mistreated pretty poorly. And then he's like, I guess it's okay. Like that's not really how that should have happened. No. And that's not, I'm glad they're addressing that. Can we talk about how the leaders coming back though? Like it's the same actor that played him in the 2000, what 2008 incredible Hulk, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm excited for that. Um, because we need more villains and there's so many villains that are just like those one time villains that like pop up in a movie and then you never see him again. And I think they're starting to break that tradition. I, I've been, I've made it pretty clear that like with the exception of like Thanos and Loki, Marvel kind of fell victim to the one time one off villain scenarios where it's like someone like Ultron should have been a lot more than one movie. And oh, yeah. it was kind of yeah. over at that point. So because they've got that was not an age. It. That was like a week. That, the age was two hours. <laughs> that was the whole yeah. age. Yep. I mean, same yeah. about the long night in Game of Thrones. So. Of, of what? The long night in Game of Thrones. Oh, it's a long night. Oh, yeah, yeah. It, was, it was six hours. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I do true. love Game of Thrones, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, no, um, that that honestly was like everything from Star Wars to Marvel. Unless you guys uh, wanted to die. I think the video game. Oh, we yeah. Did, we, yeah. There was a new Marvel oh. video game that's confirmed that it's going to be mm-hmm. Captain America. And I think it's T'Challa's grandfather. So yeah. World yeah. War II. And a, uh, I think maybe like good. the origin of the Dorma. Melage. Melage. Nicki Minaj. Whatever. You know, one of those words. But yes, and it's going to be legendary. I am really excited for that because, I mean, I'd love to see Marvel get the AAA treatment outside of Spider-Man because those games are great. But if you played Marvel's Avengers, you play it for three hours, you played the whole game, and you really... They're introducing new characters, give them credit where it's due, but at the same time, it's repetitive gameplay, and I can't wait for a really well-taught story. So here's my thing about that. Honestly, I used to agree with that, but after I actually started to jump from different characters and um, I tried. And, I tried and they actually started to add more to the um for a bunch of the characters they added now they have stories mm, like where you plug more to... money into the microtransactions you mean <laughs> yes i know no, I, I, I get no, what you're saying like yeah um but what that game is going to be is that will be very similar apparently to Gotham Knights um uh, oh you, yeah where i yeah me and noah are streaming that whole game on our uh youtube and twitch stuff because i already pre-ordered that game i'm the dc nerd so that that's good <laughs> we're gonna know exactly what happened in that game oh yeah yeah uh but yeah there's that there's the marvel uh, midnight, marvel midnight Suns. oh that was already supposed to come out I, oh my dog was upset about the way i'm talking go ahead and keep talking colin 
Um, that just doesn't really look the best to me because it's a um, it's a strategy game like of where like you kind of click like of where you want the characters to go and then they go and then like they fight people and then you. It looked cool before when it was like you saw just the cast and just the armor and things, but then you find out that it's a turd-based card game, which yeah. is okay for some gamers, but I would rather just, just you know, bathe in vinegar after I go down a water slide on a cheese grater type of thing. Those games annoy me. I hate them. <laughs> it is not my jam. So I... <laughs> Got you. I would love a game like Marvel Alliance again. Like Marvel Ultimate Alliance are some of the greatest games ever. Me and my brother like, beat them so many times. It's that gross. game, but but honestly, just make it Marvel Alliance three and just there to add get a Marvel all... Ultimate Alliance three. It's a Twitch or a Switch exclusive. I've never played it. It's true though. Oh, well, Alliance four for the consoles then at least, but um, be because if those games were fun, those games are actually fun. Um. But yeah, no. Uh, that 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 honestly is everything. Unless you guys wanted to, you know, dive deeper into, you know, all 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 the projects that we that we want to talk about. You know, like in Inside Out two, um, the uh, no. the uh, new <laughs> Peter Pan movie that's going to be in Disney. They're doing Plus, Peter man. Pan again. Yeah. Yeah, a new one. Peter Pan and we Wendy. Stop. <laughs> uh, Are we really going to base it more on the book? Is Tinkerbell going to swear? Ooh, <laughs> are we gonna make Peter Pan more realistic? Or do you just Who's kidnap to say children? She hasn't been. This is true. Yeah. This the is same true. way that R two has been swearing a storm, and that's true the yeah. whole time. He's done nothing about expletives. I <laughs> mean, if we're gonna go the book route, um, Peter Pan teaches kids how to fly but not land. Yep. So that's they the move die right there. from exhaustion. Never, never land. Oh man, this is taking a dark turn. Well, guys, we're on Facebook. <laughs> We're, we're we're on Facebook um over at the Star Wars stuff uh group and the Star Wars stuff podcast page uh we're also Marvel on stuff Patreon. Also. Yep, I'm I'm getting there. I'm, I'm getting sorry, there. dude. I was I was trying to do all the Facebook at once. That's on me. Yeah, Go ahead. Cool. Do your thing. Okay, cool. Uh we're we're also on Patreon. We have a lot going on Patreon. We have a lot more to come as especially with Andor. There are um we have a lot of tiers. Our our biggest tier is our black hyper crystal tier, where you have all of the uh, where you have all the access um, uh, uh, for this tier, plus all the other tiers that came before. And then you also have a chance to win items from our unboxing videos. Uh, one that we did recently was the Babu Frick that they had at the parks. So and some. What did you just call me? <laughs> but uh but yeah so please go check out our patreon uh we are on uh tiktok uh search star wars stuff podcast twitter uh at pod instagram at star wars stuff podcast um please go uh please go and email us at star wars stuff at gmail.com and please give us a five star or just a review. Apparently, all you love David, so just keep, you know. Oh, yeah, love that. Oh, I love that the Marvel <laughs> Stuff podcast got a five-star that was just calling Colin hot. I was like, sweet. <laughs> Misspelled his name, but wait, they're like, hey, wait. the guy that's been on this show four times, wait. he's hot. 
Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. That, I'm pretty sure it was Adi or something. That picture you sent was for the Marvel stuff podcast and not the Star yes, Wars stuff podcast? Yes, it was, Colin. Oh, that's funnier. <laughs> it's way funnier. Uh, but yeah, uh, nice transition, Colin. Excellent yeah. work. When really well, I planted it. Go ahead, Ray. Question on uh, one of our socials. Is our Twitter really at StuffPod? Yes. Hmm. Because of it's not Star someone... Wars stuff pod. Someone, someone took it a while ago, and uh, and and, and it was actually really funny because on podcast day when when they announced like the like top like ten st- like Star Wars podcast in the world, um, tagged that um, oh, uh, the tagged that page Twitter nice awkward, and but that page was like uh. Um, I'm gonna be honest with you. It's not us. It's them. We like had their name long before they came up with it, but here and we were like, okay, um, uh, because they've been on Twitter for like since the beginning of it. I I I, I guess and um, but yeah. So, uh, yeah, that's her name. Cool. Yep. That's uh, the origin story. That was fun. <laughs> uh, Marvel Stuff Podcast. We're also on Facebook and Instagram. We drop episodes on Mondays. Gotham City Rogues. We're covering House of the Dragon right now. It's pretty sweet. Those come out mm-hmm. on Tuesdays. So come check out. Come hang out. Got some fun friends, and it's a great time. Uh, Christian, where can we find you at? Uh, you can find me on TikTok and Instagram at Kenobian Around. I also have a Twitter for that, but I never use it. So there you go. <laughs> I I have known Christian for a couple of years. Uh, he's actually um, he's actually one of the main reasons why I have my have my Anakin Skywalker. Uh, so thank you so much for what you do for the co- for the community and everything, man. Like. You are the reason why, like, I had the courage to get into, you know, and into doing a character that, um, that's not wearing a helmet. So, yeah, face characters thanks, are hard. <laughs> yeah, they're fun though. They're fun. Yes. They're hard. They're fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, but with that being said, from uh, from myself, Christian, Ray, Josh, and Brooke, the Force will be with you, Excelsior, all that DC and other stuff that you know that. Josh oh, you mean in, about. you know, just no <laughs> consistency, no established power. It's just kind of like a mess right now. But I'm still Exactly. Okay. With that being said, may the force be with you. Always. Always. Always.